0: Uh-huh. Not at Let's all. let down here, man. Yeah! Underestimated, and still I made it. In the book of hard knocks, I'm highly educated. Nobody told me, looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta be favored. Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is this, I'm never rich, I'm good with my neighbors. DB precision, television, they ask for no favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back, part two of the movie. Never the biggest, but it takes more than two just to move me. Ain't got to like what I'm saying, just watch me go to work. And tackle all of these topics right here on Face
1: First. Well, welcome to Face First. This is the first time in a long time that we were actually in the studio. I had a cool summer of getting different guests and moving around. And I was training people and I was doing MMA. And it was all these other things that were going on. And I didn't really get necessarily get an opportunity to get in here and just share some thoughts with you because that's truly why this thing started. And so I started thinking about what I was going to talk about. And I actually told a story this week about my homeboy, Dookie. And I know people are going to laugh because his name his name was Dookie. But when I was 10, I met him. And the reason that we met was because we were playing baseball at this playground. It's called Park Playground. And, you know, I know people are like, oh, you always make everything race. But we were one of the very few black kids that were really good in baseball. And I remember like Dookie was really big. And so I was a 10 year old, he was a 12 year old and he was killing, like his team would always win. He would pitch. We didn't have fences on the field and we'd sometimes play at the same time. There was at least twice a game he'd hit He'd hit a baseball and it would end up on our field. And I just remember like parents saying he was too old and all of these things. And shoot, I thought he was too old too. I mean, at that, at that point, that was little RC. Little RC probably wasn't even five foot 85 pounds so to see a dude like this big this athletic and be able to do all those things it was this super cool thing to me so i kind of admired him and then i remember when we got to when we got to high school we both went to shaw uh he was two years ahead of me and so you know we're at shaw and he played he played center he started at guard one year and then he played centered center and i was like oh my goodness like he was just so athletic and he could the 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 way he moved but his name was dookie because he had this huge booty and you know you know moms man like moms give you these embarrassing nicknames and you know so when he committed to lsu he committed to lsu along with my homeboy jamal pack and i was like oh okay like this is a thing you know we had another guy the year before go to lsu and so i ended up when i was on my visit dookie was my host and so I'm here for an entire year. It's the next spring. And, you know, at the time he had a child and he lived in marriage housing. And I was living in Broussard Hall, which is the dorm that they put all the freshman football players in. And so he's hanging out, which he never does. And at this point in life, I was only 18 because I came to school. I was 17. Uh, my birthday's in October. So I'm 18. So everybody's outside drinking daiquiris. Some kind of way I made it through my entire first year of college and never had a drink. Like I never had alcohol. Which is actually impressive. I know to some people in other states and in other cities and in other places, you're going to say, well, you were 18, you weren't supposed to be drinking anyway. Well, y'all dummies ain't grow up in Louisiana. When you grow up in a place where you could drive through and get an alcoholic beverage and they just tell you don't put the straw in it, sometimes you put the straw in it. So every now and then, you might drink and drive. But if you drink at a red light, is it truly drinking and driving if you're stopped? So Dookie's outside, man, and we're just talking. You know, he's having a daiquiri. And then while having this daiquiri, he asked, he's like, RC, like, is everything good with you? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm cool. And he's like, nobody messing with you. The coaches are good. All the players you, I was like, dog, like, what is your problem? Like, why are you being so weird? You know, and we go on, we have a good night. And remember, he never hangs out, right? He lives in the marriage housing. He already has a child. Like, he's different than we were. And so the next day is spring practice. We go to spring practice, and they cancel practice. Like any other 18-year-old in the world who practices in the place where the humidity is 100 degrees, you cancel practice. I am excited. So we go into the meeting, and Coach Kelly walks in. He was the wide receiver coach, and Coach Kelly's crying. Then a couple of other coaches walk in, and you can see that it's, it's been a long day, and their eyes are red, Then Jerry DiNardo gets in front of the room, and what happens is when you don't have practice and when you sit in a meeting room, you aren't actually looking around to see who is in there. But Dookie wasn't there. I didn't know that yet. Right. So Coach Donardo comes up and before he could tell us why practice is canceled or before he tells us that practice is canceled. Obviously, we always we all know, but we all wanted to know why. And so then we find out why. Then the words come out. Nechelle Menard shot himself On the levee last night. Now, I I tell this story last week because I'm just talking about certain things in life that that, that shape you or that move you or that help you develop whatever sense of whatever sense it is you had. But it made me think, though, that I didn't know why. His sister at the funeral is screaming at him. She's pissed off with him. She's mad. And I don't understand this because I'm like, well, we were all mourning, right? We're sad but she's mad because she can't ask him the questions to give her the answers that she needs to let him go. And so I am keep trying to figure out why, right? Somebody who I'd known since she was 12 who'd always loved sports, who'd always been good at sports, finally getting this opportunity to play at LSU, to have everything that you've ever wanted at your fingertips and then to make a decision like that didn't make sense to me. But... He was asking for me to ask him why the day before. He knew nobody wasn't messing with me, right? He knew that I was going to play a ton as a redshirt freshman. He knew that people liked me. He knew I wasn't having any issues. But instead, 18-year-old me is being like, hey, bro, like, you got a fiance or you're about to be married and you got a kid and you're finally hanging out with us. Won't you watch some of these girls walk up from Graham? Because that's what I was out in front of Bruce Art doing, right? And so I was, all I could worry about at that time, right, was what girl I was going to get an opportunity to talk to. How was I going to keep my 3.0 so I didn't have to go to study hall the next year? And how many snaps I was going to get. That was it. Like, I was so, I was so busy trying to pull myself up that I really didn't have the time to reach out. But he was sitting there because he needed that he was sitting there cuz he needed that conversation. And so now you fast forward to the things that you should have learned from that. At that point I should have learned that like people have issues. Right? Like at that point I should have known that it doesn't like it, it, you're not always going to be okay. But I didn't. Right? Cuz I grew up in a house where all my dad ever did was work. I grew up in a house where all my mom ever did was pray. So like having problems and having to deal with those things you just didn't Right? You prayed it away or you worked it away. And that was it. And the rest of it I just ignored or just didn't acknowledge it because it couldn't exist for me. I couldn't afford those things. Right? To me that was like rich people stuff. Like when you're rich you can have issues because you can buy your way out of it. Or you can buy your way to a solution. And so now we've gotten to a point to where athletes or entertainers or people who have reached certain levels of success are very honest about the things that they deal with right like naomi osaka everybody loves naomi Osaka. like i remember you didn't have to be a a black you didn't have to be of african-american descent you didn't have to be of asian descent i remember when she beat venus every i mean serena everybody was fired up it was like they got a new one there's a new star And she was beautiful and she was smart and she was engaging. She goes on to win four grand slams. But then she withdraws from the French Open. And it's different rhetoric on different sides, right? There are people on one side that are like, you know, this is awesome. She's taking care of herself. Then there are people on the other side are like, what issues can you have? What anxiety can you have? You have all this money. You have all this success. You have all of these things. What you tripping about? And then you even fast forward that, right? You, you go later on in the summer and then the SI shoot comes out. She's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She's doing these things and then you hear the people again. Oh, well, if you're going through so many issues, then why are you on the cover of Sports Illustrated? And now she has to explain that. We get to the Olympics, right? And it's like this great time in the Olympics, right? Simone Biles goes to the Olympic trials and she has like goats and stuff on her leotard. Because she truly is like the best we've ever seen. Right? Somebody with somebody with seven, right? With seven Olympic medals. Like you know who she is. Like you know she's the one. Then you get to the Olympics and you hear she's withdrawing from team competition. And when I hear that, I'm sitting at my house saying to myself, God, please don't let her compete individually. Not because I don't want to see her. Not because I don't want to see her get through whatever that is, whatever she was dealing with, deal with that adversity, come out of the other side of it and spank folks from other countries. Not that I don't want to see that, right? But because I know how evil and mean people are. And remember again, I don't understand these things. But I know how to shut the hell up, right? I know how to let people deal with with, with whatever they're dealing with. I know that that ain't me. Right. I know that my mind doesn't have to be in the place where I can run full speed, get off of the vote, do triple double flips, not know where I'm going to land and not have my mind right. I ain't got to deal with that. I ain't jumping on a trampoline. I already told y'all I went swimming in the cave and I dang near died. You think I'm finna be flipping? But that was what she had to deal with. So she needed to take the time away to deal with it. But then you hear people again with the bull crap. What are you dealing with? Not to mention on top of what these girls had to go through in the natural situation. But we don't think about this. We think about where they are now. We think about their accomplishments. We think about their successes. And we say, you know what? You shouldn't have problems. You shouldn't have issues. What the hell is wrong with you? And then now there are people on the other side. Don't get me wrong. And I know the world's never going to be 100%. This is not how it works. Right? The world's never gonna be 100%. It's never gonna be 100% of humanity that has compassion. There's never gonna be 100% of humanity that tries to have sympathy. Obviously, it can't be 100% that has empathy, but sometimes you wish it could be 100% of us that would just shut the hell up about stuff we don't know nothing about. Because that's what I do. I support people's opportunity to make their own damn decisions. And if it ain't got nothing to do with you asking me a question about it because that's how I get paid, that I really ain't got a way in. But you know what you got to do? Sometimes when you have a Naomi Osaka or you have a Simone Biles, you got to go get somebody that can say, you know what, I was equally as great. And maybe somebody that can say, but I'm not a woman. Think about Michael Phelps, 28 Olympic medals, right? That he has to come out after 2012. He came out in 2018 and say, you know what, I was depressed. I, I, I contemplated suicide. Now listen, I have come, I, I have been on radio shows and talked about the fish man from The Shape of Water, right? If the fishman was an actual human, he'd be Michael Phelps. Dude was built to swim. That, I'm not saying that he didn't have to put in work. I'm not saying that he didn't have to, you know, he talked about the calories he'd have to eat because of the workouts and the things that he did. But he was built to do that and it showed. The same way Ledecky's built to do what she does in the pool, that dude was built to swim. And swim all kind of freaking ways, right? And from a guy who don't really like swimming, a dude who almost died in an actual life vest, that's amazing to me. So you mean to tell me you're going to dive off this little hard ASS board, flip under the water, come back, and you're going to butterfly it, right? You're going to backstroke it. You're going to freestyle it. You're going to do all that? What problems you got? You got money. You got endorsements. But for him to have to remind our stupid asses that we are all human beings, that nobody is perfect. It's okay to not be okay. He got to say that because all the rest of you dummies can't feel that. All of the rest of you dummies can't just say, you know what? It's all right that you got problems. Because the thing is, what we miss is all of us have issues that are just different. Some of us just aren't famous enough to have to deal with them publicly. Now, you would think that I'd understand this more after having a friend go through what he went through, but the reason I don't understand it more is because I never got to ask him why because I was too busy worried about me. And don't get me wrong, right? Like, I'm talking about stuff that's happened this summer and I'm talking about things that people have gone through. My summer was freaking great. You know, end of the spring, I get a new deal. Right? They try to make me work unlimited. Hell no. Y'all got Goo for that. is going to be on TV all the time. RC going to let Swaggoo kill it with he kill it. You get these days out of me that I signed up for. Right? Then, just out of the blue, hanging out at Traction, right? I'm at my training facility, just doing my DB precision thing. I get a call, you know, anytime your boss texts you, this is what I don't like, when your boss texts you and goes, give me a call when you free. One, you my boss. Why don't the hell you just call me? You could call me. I could not answer it. You know, my voicemail ain't set up in order to make people text me and not be able to leave voicemail. So now I can text you back if I don't want to talk to you. Just call. But no, he says, RC, call me when you have a chance. Uh-oh. I got caught stealing boxes. I'm finna get fired on my day off, like Craig. I was nervous, so I call and he's running through my schedule. KRC, okay, you're gonna do this during the season, and, and it's gonna be SVP, and you might have to do you have to do get up this morning, and then you'll work on Friday. We're trying to figure this out. I was like, oh, that's cool. And he says, oh, you wanna do you want to do an MMA show with Daniel Cormier? Right. And so this is where my acting chops come into play, because you can't be too excited. Right, because my boss is a, a football boss. I don't want him to be like, oh, you just want to do that more. I was like, well, you know, man, if that's what, you know, if that's what the network needs. If you guys think this will work, then, you know, that's fine. Inside, I'm like, mother effing right. I've been waiting on this. Why the hell you think I'm tweeting every time it's a UFC fight? You think I truly, truly want to wait watch the 15th and 13th ranked bantamweight fight? No, but my tweet might get on TV, Dana might see it, UFC might see it, I might get a show. Bam! Got a show. Right? And so he continues, he's like, Yeah, you're always tweeting about it. So he continues and he goes, Well, they want to launch the show during some fight in July. And I was like, uh, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier? He's like, Yeah, I think that's like the guys that are fighting. Once again, Watch the acting chops, guys. Man, you know, summer's busy. Um, I got training. Um, Obviously, I'm working. But, you know, I do think it would be great for DC and I to start this show together. And, you know, it it would be good if we could do it in the studio during that week. So, that's a sacrifice I have to make. If I have to go to Vegas from Wednesday to Sunday, and if I'm forced to watch Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier in the first open event, Back in Vegas since the pandemic, I think I think you know, just for the network, like 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 that's 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 the Disney way. I'll do it, man. Inside boy I was dancing. I look like oh boy on the uh, on the scoop where it is. I was just like him, right? So I'm fired up. And so we do that. I have the DB Precision Retreat. During that retreat, I do a podcast with the safeties. I do a podcast with James Harrison. Afterwards, I do one with Troy. I get to go to the Hall of Fame. You're surrounded by like all this greatness, right? You get to see one of your best friends in the world who's the most humble person, the greatest human you've ever been around, finally accept that he made it, right? For Troy to tell me, I've always been the little brother and that day it seemed like everybody was proud of me. That's what made me emotional. I was like, it wasn't the fact that you were one of the greatest players of all time and now everybody thinks it. Because that that's what would make me fired up. But that was the way he saw it, right? And then probably the highlight of my summer, I get to speak at LSU's freshman orientation. I didn't get to go to orientation, right? Because I was getting oriented to Jerry Donardo's obsession with Texas A&M having 112 plays at their scrimmage. So we're going to do 125. Now you would think since it's 100 degrees and 100% humidity, we wouldn't do that many. We could do 113 since they did 112, but we had to do much more. And so I'm speaking at the orientation. It's the Diversity, um, Equity, and Inclusion Foundation. And so I'm having to tell these kids who are so much who are so much closer than we are to understanding that people need understanding. To understanding that it doesn't matter who you love or what you look like or what you're born or what you're born as, if you believe that you are something, and if you believe, you believe in certain things, then we got to let you do that, they're different than us, they don't have all these preconceived notions of this is what you got to be to be loved, you can be loved whatever way that you are, and I get an opportunity to give them a speech, and I'm actually studying, and I'm trying to figure out, you're talking to 17 and 18 year olds, at your alma mater, at a school that you played football at, you played 13 years in the league, you're on TV, why are you nervous to talk to these kids? Because I know that what I could tell those kids and the way that they're going to receive it are going to be the way that 18-year-old Ryan Clark received it, who was talking to his friend on the night he killed himself and never asked the question why. So that was about faith, it was about belief, it was about love, it was about acceptance, it was about understanding, it was about togetherness, right? It was about our responsibility to each other. And those responsibilities change. Those responsibilities change the more that we get. The more that we succeed, the more that is asked of us, and the more that we should give. That's just the way it works, And to people who don't think it works like that, that confuses me. It confuses me to think that you can gain these things and not owe anything back. There's nothing else like that in life where you just get stuff for nothing. I don't get to just go to a restaurant, they cook me food, give it to me for free, and nobody wants nothing. It's not the way it works. And so it seems like now we're getting to a point that just because we've had to work for something and we feel like we earned it, that there's no responsibility attached to it. That's not a life that we should live. And yes, I'm a proud tiger. And yes, that's why it was an emotional moment. And that's why when I got an opportunity to see Shakari Richardson run and she runs 10.84 at the Olympic trials, I was proud of her. I don't know her. That ain't my friend. Now, what I do know is I grew up with a lot of people like her. I went to elementary and middle school with a lot of people like her. I went to church with a lot of people like her. My family members are like her. Her life, her message, her approach, her attitude, her speech, all that reminds me of growing up. It don't remind me of my everyday now because my everyday now is different. I'm in a different world. I walk around and do different things. So when she runs 1084 and she talking that talk, I am fired up. I am big upping her. I am tweeting about it. Right? Then we hear she tests positive for marijuana. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't really smoke weed because I don't know how. I'd like to smoke weed. Smoking weed seems like it relaxes people. I ain't never really had no issue with no weed smoker. All my homeboys that smoke weed, they just eat my food. That's it. They just want to eat my food. I got a lot of food. I got a lot of snacks. I like snacks. My homeboys who smoke weed eat my snacks. That's fine with me. The snacks are there to be eaten. If smoking the weed makes you want to eat my snacks, eat the damn snacks. i rather deal with a weed head than a drunk. Now, I'm smart enough to know that Sha'Carri's situation is not just about what marijuana does. It's not that marijuana is a performance enhancement drug that makes her faster. It's about decision making. It's about the decision making of understanding that you can't do that. You can't make that decision at that point. But then when pundits and and outsiders and, and people who don't want to see her succeed for whatever reason start to speak on it, they don't speak on it from the standpoint of understanding that she lost her mother understanding that for many people like she like i told you that i grew up with that is a coping mechanism that relaxes them that makes them feel comfortable that's something that is familiar i'm not saying she should have she shouldn't have she shouldn't have done it i'm not saying it's okay that she did it what i'm saying is that she did it she made that decision the decision making is the issue but that is not a a a, that that is not a offense That should get this woman shunned or canceled, right? Or ridiculed in a way to where we have no understanding. We can have understanding for all of these other things. And so the women's 100 is one, two, three, Jamaica. And God bless those women. It was beautiful to see. They were beautiful, strong, powerful women who did exactly what they had to do. Elaine Thompson's hurrah, right? Thompson hurrah. Sally Ann Price. Right. Sharika Jackson. And we knew it. Right. You knew it in the prelims. They were going to go one, two, three. But now they come to the pre-Fontaine and she carry for for all that she's dealing with. You know, beats by Drake commercial. You become more of a United States success because of what you're going through. Because the people who want to support you, the people who understand you, understand that from the outside, you're going to get all this heat. So let's prop you up. Let's help you. Let's help you make better decisions. Let's help you feel more positive. Let's help you feel more powerful. Let's help you feel more strong or stronger. So she got the TikToks before the dance and she's doing before the race. and She's doing all these things. Then you run 11-1. Then you come in ninth then you're still talking your stuff. And I understand you talking your stuff because that's who you are. That's who Shakira is. So she's talking her stuff, and then here it comes. Everybody's at her. Everybody's at her. Everybody's at her. And I don't say nothing. Do I think she needs to learn humility? Do I think she needs to understand grace? Do I think she needs someone in her corner that can tell her that perception eventually becomes reality and when people perceive you a certain way and then that becomes your reality, now you lose money. Now you lose endorsements. Now you use chances to change your life for the rest of your life and the people around you. You miss chances to build generational wealth and that's what I want for her. That's what we want for her. But see, I talk. Right. I talk for a living and I ain't scared to talk. I ain't scared to say things. People point to the fact that I haven't crushed Sha'Carri, but I crushed AB. I didn't crush AB. I held AB stories for years. I refused to tell those stories for years until those stories reflected football or affected football. Then I told those stories. But when everybody else comes around and they start beating on AB and he seems to have this erratic behavior that I can understand or that I can't explain, I pull back because I ain't got to be no bully. Right, My fights, I want to fight one-on-one, and I want to fight that I'm scared to lose. I don't want to jump you. I don't want to jump in on people who are struggling. At that point, he was struggling. I let it go. I feel like Sha'Carri is struggling. So I tweet out to my friend, Emmanuel Acho, who's the author uh, and producer and director of Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man, that, man, you show so much grace to all these other people. Where's the grace for Sha'Carri? Let me see that. So then his partner, Marcellus Wiley, who I totally don't F with, period. He wants to jump in and he wants to be funny and he wants to verbally spar. So I tell him, bro, you're off base. I'm talking to my friend about his platform, a way to use his platform to help this young sister, right, to reach out to her. Not that what she's doing is OK. Go talk about some when you when you when you when you keep it racist instead of real man, F you. An F race. It's about having a responsibility as who I am to make sure that I'm not pushing on people who are already down. Not saying positive things about where they fall, but not pushing on people where they down because that's not what I do. That's not my job. Right. And so I try to explain these things away and I try to say, I know she needs to grow. I'm just not jumping on her with the rest of the world. I'm not going to gloat and boast in her failures. They still keep coming. Marcellus still keeps coming and he thinks it's funny. Right. And I got a rule. Right. I don't follow Marcellus because I don't agree with him. But I also don't get to disagree with people about what you put on your social media, because clearly the other 300,000 people in the world that follow you want to hear those thoughts. So it is not my job to oppose those. So I'd just rather not see him. Right. And so my other rule, which I think is a very, very simple rule, is this. If I ain't having sex with you, I ain't arguing with you. Right. If you are a man, there is two ways things go. We discuss. Once we can't discuss, we fight. Period. I don't want to keep having these damn conversations and trying to figure out who's right, who's wrong. I heard you. You heard me. Let's shut the hell up. Now, if we can't shut the hell up, clearly we have a personal problem now. I don't want to verbally spar. We ain't cool. We ain't friends. Let's just throw hands. I understand that I am not evolved, that I shouldn't be that way. But I also understand that I'm not evolved. So that's why I do the certain things I do to protect myself from having to tell people, let's just fight. That's not the right way to be. I understand that. So I try to remove myself from it. So when you have all these things and all these things combined, it brings me back to what Michael Phelps said. It's all right to not be okay. It's also all right to let people not be okay. Because here's the thing. We look at these people who can accomplish these amazing feats and start to think that they're not like us, that they're not from this planet, that they're not flesh and bone, but they are. Because you're super athletic, it doesn't make you superhuman. Because you have extraordinary physical traits, it won't always equate to extraordinary emotional fortitude. And winning in your field of sport doesn't mean you won't have losses in life. And all of that has to be dealt with in a very human way. So whether it's Simone Biles, whether it's Naomi Osaka, whether it's Michael Phelps, Sha'Carri Richardson, or if it's Dookie, sometimes ask folks why. Sometimes, don't be so busy trying to pull yourself up that you can't reach to the side and pull somebody in. I'm glad to be back in the studio. This was on my heart. This was face first. We'll see you next week.
0: Underestimated and still I made it. In the book of hard knocks, I'm highly educated. Nobody told me, looked over, but still dedicated. Played in the league for 13, I ain't gotta be favored. Two Super Bowls, Honolulu, I stood with the greatest. The thing is this, if never rich, I'm good with my neighbors. DB Precision, television, they ask for no favors. Numbers don't lie, neither do pictures, just look in the papers. No backing down or turning back part 2 of the movie Never the biggest but it takes more than two just to move me Ain't gotta like what I'm saying, just respect it, it's honest Run through opponents, watch the film, it's affected, I promise Either the hammer or the nail leave the crying for mamas I played the game and gave my all when it wasn't about commas Sit back and grab your popcorn, watch me go to work And tackle all of these topics right here on Face First I am a 12 year guy, I understand that, but I'm also a 12 year guy, we didn't
1: miss a practice